What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another beautiful Tuesday, and I would like to personally welcome you to another episode of Develop Through the Lens podcast. My name is Paul Pierre. I'm Sloan Adler. There it is. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about a little thing we call... How to go from free... To fee. We're going to get into how to how to start building that portfolio by, you know, reaching out to certain people and getting into the safe way to build that portfolio without putting too, too much pressure on yourself before you can start charging clients. Ooh, man. So Sloan, how many free things have you shot in your professional six and six year and <laughs> counting? How did you know that I've, I've been a professional for that long? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Is that a I lucky mean, guess? Uh, no, no. It's, <laughs> I think it's a pretty widely known knowledge at this point on this podcast. Um, a lot of I I don't know how many there there's trips I'd go on in youth group growing up mm. uh, to still now when I travel or I'll gift sometimes when I go to an, like a friend's event I'll offer to take photos and sure, as sure. a little contribution so okay all right so how much of that like what percentage of that in total in total is so whenever you first decided that you wanted to be a f- professional photographer Mm -hmm. uh just i'm looking for a number here how how many things did you shoot for free before you started charging people for your services oh just roughly it was also nice because like before i got paid professionally i was doing it in school so Mm, i like it, it was perfect because I still got a grade on it. So I don't mm, even know if is okay. that free if I get graded on it because that was like I don't I don't consider grade. Okay, I'm getting a little too deep. Sorry. Yeah, I think you're I think you're going a little. Whenever you first decided that you're going to shoot <laughs> professionally, and you're like, oh crap, I need to show the world that I can shoot something like this. I don't know, fifty 20, to hundred. Yeah, fifty, a hundred. I yeah. So. Okay. Not not a hundred probably not, not a, okay, twenty so to fifty twenty to fifty free birthday you know parties weddings events photo family photo shoots stuff like that right mm-hmm. okay. yeah yeah I'd say I'd say I'm there as well probably yeah twenty to fifty things that I shot for free which was including whenever I was trying to get into birth photography fam- oh. family portraits newborn photography all kinds of family what. I said all kinds of family. Oh, I thought you said your mom has a family. And I was like, what? <laughs> Throwing out <laughs> yes, mom jokes? Yes, she does. Throwing out mom jokes? Okay. But, uh, man, I mean, I've shot a lot of sports photography. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just a lot of things. I mean, but I, also, I was more than willing to do that because I wanted the opportunity to go shoot that event. Mm-hmm. So we're going to kind of break this down into sections here. Uh, three rough sections. We're going to go from... Let's say you want to get into family shoots and newborns and we're, another section is going to be weddings. And then I think the third section for probably the five of you out there that might be interested is uh, we're going to talk about real estate photography as well and how to get into that. Well, also there's events, there's products. Oh, product photography. Yeah, events, there's, yeah. there's a, a lot out there. So, Well, 
I feel like the concepts that we apply to these three can be applied pretty well to other things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. I agree. Use your discretion. Yes, yes, yes. If you want to learn uh, or get into uh, family portraits or newborn photography or, I mean, birth photography, I mean, there's... Regardless that, of what kind of photography you're wanting to get into? Yeah, one? well, I mean, it's just like that that kind of genre, you know, like the families, the babies, the, you know, that, that kind of lane of photography. Because, right. you know, it's that like that lane of photography, I feel like, is definitely different than weddings or real estate. What lane of photography? Like families, newborns, toddlers, cake smashes... Mm-hmm. You know, that type thing. Mm-hmm. Or another thing is when, you know, I've I've seen a lot of people use their Facebook friend base once they start a photography company to, you know, reach out to their friends or maybe there's, you know, they have friends on Facebook that have families. I did a long time ago whenever I did this and it actually had some pretty, pretty good success. I threw out a contest or not really a contest. It was more like, hey, like my page. Uh, do, you know, just a couple simple, you know, X, Y, Z things to, you know, build your following. And then they would get entered in for a free shoot mm, and, okay. uh, you know, a free 30 minute, 20 minute mini session, you know, so don't don't put too much investment in it. But, you know, it will it will get your page some attraction mm-hmm. and you get to photograph what you're trying to photograph. And there's no pressure on you or the family. It's not like they paid you yet. Right. So, you know, if if the photos don't come out, see, and that's also another, you know, kind of beautiful thing about families and shooting that kind of portrait work is generally you can reshoot it if something went horribly wrong. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's that's one way. If you don't know any families or don't know anyone who has kids or anything like that, then you can use Facebook or Instagram, you know, put out a contest, you know, hey, like and share my page and you'll be entered in to to win a free shoot. And you would be amazed at how many people jump on that. And you'd probably want to be looking on like Facebook groups or Mm -hmm. maybe some pages, but probably some local photography groups or even neighborhoods, you know, think about where families are going to be and, um, where you'd need to look to target that kind of audience. Yep. So once you have shot enough, you know, the whole point of this of this whole episode is to, you know, help you develop into, you know, the photographer that you're or videographer that you're trying to be. But the fact of the matter is that you have to start somewhere. I mean, I, I know very, very few people, maybe like literally one or two of all the photographers and videographers that I know that just came out of the gate charging people so we said that about like families and that kind of genre Mm -hmm. with product photography or with event photography that's a very similar thing where you're looking for local events or people that you know are putting on events and that's just something that you can offer or that you can just do and then let them know i mean assuming photography is allowed take the photos let someone know hey i took these photos at your event you know if you mm-hmm. ever like yeah. to then that goes into product photography as well where you can use f- products that you already use and enjoy using and let these brands or companies know hey i took these awesome photos of these products let me know if you're ever interested in collaborating yeah so fun fact about me 
I actually used to officiate high school wrestling. I wrestled my whole life myself, and then when I got older, I you know decided to take a stab at officiating it. So whenever I was at a uh, wrestling tournament and during my break, I pulled out my camera and started taking pictures of you know just wrestling and you know waiting for you know someone to hit a big move and stuff like that. Well, a parent had walked up to me, you know, because they saw the you know the camera with the seventy to two hundred on it and all that mm. other stuff, and they're like, "Oh, are you a photographer?" And I'm like, "Kinda." I was like, "I'm not really." <laughs> nah. I'm not really out here, you know, professionally. I'm not, I wasn't hired or anything. And she was like, well, she's like, I really like some some nice photos of my son. And, you you know, you get a better angle because you get to be down there on the floor. She's like, here's mm-hmm. my email. She's like, I'll pay you, you know, per picture, you know, of, of photos. Nice. That you get. And I was like, OK, well, probably within like an hour, I guess, word spread like rapid fire. Oh, wow. And all these other parents like started. And I'm like, listen, I'm like, I can't keep up with all these with all these kids and who's who and who's what so what i ended up doing is i took all their emails and then i created an online gallery mm-hmm. and then they could pick they they picked out the pictures that they wanted and then they had a paper photo nice can i ask what you charged oh then i didn't i was i literally charged five dollars a photo okay yeah i mean i was i was there that was was so that was like a turning point for your free to fee Kind of. I mean, I One realized that, you know, sports photography could be very lucrative if you played your cards right. So that actually kind of led me into um, I was approached by a soccer team or a soccer league who wanted me to do like the official sports photos of all the teams. Mm. So that's um, cool. Well, yeah, because like literally a parent or someone at that tournament that knew that I was doing sports photography reached out to me later and was like, Hey, there's a soccer team in this town. We need a a photographer to do all the sports photos. So yeah, that's what we did. And that led to, Oh man, I think there was like 14 teams Oh wow! and we had to do team photos and individual photos of Mm -hmm. all the, of all the players and I made a killing on that deal. I'm not going to lie. That's I'm, awesome. Yeah, I imagine so. But that literally started me from picking up my camera on my own out of my own wanting to try go, something new mm-hmm. out. Go a little bit above and beyond. Yeah. And that led to landing a really nice gig in sports photography. So, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where you never where if you if you do some free work, you know, here and there, you, mm-hmm. you never realize where it can lead. Yes. And that's the cool part about like kind of more of a passion you know Mm -hmm. or i mean at least a passionate hobby or yeah something so it's great to be able to get compensated for something you love exactly yep and then to still get that fulfillment from just doing it Mm -hmm. just having the experience i mean i feel like the the example i just gave is kind of like it is literally the a really great example of you know free to fee mm-hmm. you just show up at stuff you know where you can take photos or you you know reach out to reach out to a local high school they're always looking for photographers that have better gear than their yearbook group or yep. whatever you know if, if that's the if that's the angle that you want to go to and you know if you play your cards right and you make the the right relationships it'll 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 lead to income for sure i think that I had a similar experience because, like I said, I was taking photos at church and for the youth group and mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah. I don't know, maybe like that 
got around that I took some of the photos that they saw and then I got asked to take some family photos and yep. then I got a portfolio. There you go. So, you know, that that's kind of the way to do it with uh, more portrait work. Mm-hmm. So let's get into weddings. But it but it does bleed into all those others because you're doing something because you want to because right. you just you know you yeah the product uh, photography mm-hmm. and yeah using using what you got yep using your resources yep but so. you but you know also that person that photographer has to have their has to have the enough drive to want to go out and do that stuff you know for free or for almost free to you know start developing I guess what 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 I'm trying to say is that I, I just I've seen a lot of photographers come out of the gate with absolutely no material, no content, no portfolio, and they're trying to get fifteen hundred dollars just to show up at your wedding when they really had no experience shooting a wedding. Mm-hmm. So it's just you know building your building your port so you have something to you know be proud of and show your your potential clients. I feel like is is huge rather than like, well, actually you're the first wedding that I'll ever shoot, so pay me premium money to do it. Like it doesn't it's not going to work well that way. No, my anxiety would just take over. Mm-hmm. So speaking of weddings. <sighs> Well, weddings, where to start with learning how or not really learning how, but how to go from fee or how to go from free to fee with weddings. And the the number one thing that I would do, I would either second or third shoot. I would reach out to some wedding photographers in the area or maybe you know somebody who's a wedding photographer and ask them if, if you can tag along for the day and learn with them, but also do it completely for free. And that and that puts the photographer in the situation where, you know, well, you they'll have another camera out there getting shots and stuff, whether you get usable photos or not. And you get to experience being at a wedding and mm-hmm. whatever images you do take are technically yours, depending on what kind of contract or what kind of agreement you have worked out with the photographer. But as long as they're cool with you using the photos that you get, you mm-hmm. know, maybe after they've delivered their photos to the client, et cetera, um, you, you know, you can start building a, a wedding portfolio and, you know, start, I mean, developing some more yeah. business. I mean, I, you know, years and years ago, I mean, I, I feel like I've, I've shot probably a couple weddings for like 500 bucks, like mm-hmm. super on the low just because the, you know, the couple were, were desperate or broke or rushed or whatever. But you know, that's, I feel like that's where most people start. You know, you start shooting weddings for cheap, cheap and keep growing. Now, if you, if, and when you are second and third shooting at a wedding or doing it, you know, whether you're getting paid or not, you are put in a very special place and it's important that you remember that place you're being put in absolutely because you are still you need to behave like the professional photographer that you're trying to be and what I'm trying to get at is just because you're not getting paid or paid as much or at all for this event or wedding doesn't mean you can like go on your own way, get in the way of the actual yeah, photographer start, and videographer. Start directing people to do things. Yeah. And, you know, no, obviously if you're second or third shooting a wedding for free, 
know, know your role. Yes. Don't, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dive in there and start handing out directions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Now at like other events, I don't know about handing out directions, but you know, that's something that you could say afterwards. Hey, I took these pictures mm-hmm. at a wedding. Th- there's like expectations that are needing to be met. So it's important not to overstep those. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, as far as weddings go, I mean, as far as photography or videography, I feel like that's the easiest way to get into it and start building your port is to second shoot somebody for either nothing or free your gas money. And, you know, if you do that a few times, I mean, you can take easily 2000 photos a day Mm -hmm. at at a wedding. You know, you should be able to pull up something that you can work with where you can start, you know, building your port and getting people interested in you for for wedding photography. Oh, man. I knew there were a lot of photos like taken at a wedding, but a few thousand. I mean, that really that puts it up there, which. Yeah, I mean, so there to a degree, I'm very friendly with that shutter button at a wedding because, mm-hmm. you know, if there might be a shot, but then all of a sudden someone puts your hand, you know, mm-hmm. their hand in, in front of the shot. But then a second later, they put it back down. And if you go click, oh, man, they took their, you know, they put the hand up there. And then you don't get that second or third shot right after it. Yeah, you, you may never get the shot. So, I mean, I'm I'm pretty pretty trigger happy at weddings. But I mean, you know, as long as you have enough SD cards and enough batteries, it just it just means the more photos you have to go through later. But you can really dial that down to a quick process as well. It, it's just it's just funny because then you know, some clients think they're going to get that many photos back, which is why I never tell anybody at a wedding how many photos I've taken. Mm-hmm. And that is, I feel like that's a really rookie side note, rookie move at a wedding. Don't ever tell the bride or groom or anyone at the wedding. They're like, oh, yeah, I've already taken fifteen hundred photos because like yeah. the, the client instantly equates that to, oh, I'm going to get a thousand photos mm-hmm. back now. No, no don't do it. Don't do it. What about real estate? Real estate. Oof. Okay. Well, so back in so back in 2018 is when I started my my real estate photography business, and I applied this same theory to real estate. I reached out to a couple of realtors. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, the mortgage broker that I used to buy my house, we became pretty good friends throughout the process. And once he, once he heard that I started a real estate photography business, he reached out to me and said, Hey, I'm having some, uh, some wine and cheese, you know, Thursday meetups. Of course, this is pre COVID on Thursdays and a bunch of realtors come and, you know, we all hang out and we talk about, you know, real estate stuff or, you know, not, it's a good time to come meet some, some real estate agents. So that's what I did. And, uh, actually one of those clients that I met back in 2018, is still one of my good clients. So, you know, reaching out to mortgage brokers and realtors and and letting them know that you're, that you're doing real estate photography, stuff like that, and offering them a deal. Now, real estate is something that I never shot for free. I practice a bunch in my own house, but real estate, whenever I came out the door, but whenever I came out the door, I was doing, um, like a standard 36 photo, Mm-hmm. photo shoot of a house, no drone, no video or anything for 75 bucks. I was kind of a jerk at that point because I was undercutting the the crap out of the market, but I needed to make my imprint in the community so I can start getting some more business as far as real estate goes. So it sounds like it worked. It sure did. At least two or three times a month I shoot houses that are, you know, well over a million dollars. 
So, you know, my work has led me to shooting, you know, high end properties and all of that, which, you know, always, you know, obviously the bigger the property, the more money we're going to make on the deal. So it, it definitely led to success and income. But in the beginning, I mean, literally I shot a, it couldn't have been more than like an 800 square foot shack that somebody was selling and they, they hired me to go out there and shoot it. And I have no idea why, but I mean, I've, I've shot listings all the way from $20,000 all the way up to, you know, over 2 million. Mm. So nice. But again, you know, it's, it's that, it's that free to fee method and it's all about, you know, networking, talking to the right people, developing relationships with the right people that's going to, you know, you help them out at first, you know, do them, do them some favors, do them some cheap work. And if they like your work, then they're, then they're going to keep using you. And because of their, because that they like your work and they're used to you as you increase your prices, they're not going to go anywhere. And I'm sure if you increase them too much, they'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the consistency, which like consistency and growing, which does include price, but reading your market, your like website or portfolio, that's also good to keep that consistent. All right, everybody. So if you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can reach out to us on our uh, Instagram account, which is develop through the lens dot podcast. If you want to email us directly, we are at develop through the lens at G. Or sorry. What? We are at develop through the lens podcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow me or check out any of my work, uh, I'm at Pierre Pro Photos on Instagram and YouTube. And where can they find you, Sloan? You can find me at SVA97AB. Yep. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. So, all right. Well, we're going to sign off and you have a beautiful week and we will catch you in the next one. TTYL. Later. Later.